Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 717 for March 10th, 2022. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is the awesome Adam Angst from Tidbits to talk about the Apple Peak event. Welcome back to the show, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me, Allison. Oh, man. Uh, so I figured, uh, you know, as usual, after a big event, you've got nothing else to do. Um I just drink heavily. No, sorry. <laughs> no, the, the, I will say the the it's it's more recovery that you know it takes a couple of days now to recover from an Apple event. I swear, you know, you cannot literally take notes on Apple events anymore. They're so scripted yeah. and they're so information dense. It's just not possible. Yeah, we used to be able to have lots of time to check things because they'd bring a gaming developer up on stage for 45 (laughs) minutes or something. And now it's like, nope, nope, nope. I just, I had to start taking screenshots. Yeah, yeah, we do the same thing. We take very heavy screenshots. And I must say, I adore those spec cards they put up with all the little squares. that's what I screen. Those those are the best. But it's the same thing. I mean, like some of the stuff where they're talking about, you know, the performance of the M1 Ultra versus blah, 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 blah. It goes by in four seconds and you couldn't possibly do, you know, write anything down, but you can maybe get a screenshot of their graph in the second and a half that it's up. Right. That that's it. I I actually have a bullet point in in mine that says more big numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Mine has says see see screenshots. (laughs) Like just gave up. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah, and and I hope we get into a little bit of that because I can't even let's say I could have typed them all out as quickly as they said them. I can't it's it's like how big is a million dollars? What does a million dollars look like? I don't know. The numbers are too big now for me to know what they mean. Yeah, I mean, what is it? The memory bandwidth. I'm looking here at mine. Uh, memory bandwidth 800 gigabytes per second. You know, like first I have to decide whether it's gigabits or gigabytes. No, it's gigabytes. Sure. Um, and then I was like, because okay. the eight really matters when the number's that big. <laughs> <laughs> right. Precisely. And and well, it's whether it's a big B or a little B. That's the problem. Is like I get caught up in the B. Yep. <laughs> oh well, you better type the big B correct, or, or I'll B get it wrong. Right. Be precisely. Wrong later. <laughs> and uh, and then and then I'm sort of like memory bandwidth okay so that's like between the core like i've already i am so far behind by the time i've even even gotten like through my head what memory bandwidth is and right right right. now you've just missed a product went by (laughs) right oh yeah there's the iphone bye (laughs) catch you on the other side oh it's just terrible you were saying before we started recording that uh all the different options and and i was saying that at least it wasn't as bad as what happened with the 14 and 16 inch macbook pros It's true. I will admit, I had a different uh, different problem this time, which is that the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros were not machines I was going to potentially buy. Ah, and so you had no it, emotional attachment. Right, to no it. emotional attachment. I was just, I was cool. I was calm. I was collected. I was like, yeah, M1 Max, M1 Pro, blah blah blah. You blah, weren't blah. hyperventilating about which button to push in the next thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Whereas, you know, so we're, you know, I mean, and it, it didn't, it didn't. I mean, yeah, it's funny. You can actually go look at the chat in our in our Slack board, um, uh, Slack bits, and uh, and at some point, it's fairly towards the end. I'm like, they've killed the 27 inch iMac. Uh, I was like, I was like, it, that like, was gonna be one of my questions to you. Yeah, I was gonna say like, all of a sudden, I realized you know, no one had no one had cottoned on to this. This was you know, this is before the end of the show, under the whole presentation. I'm like. Wait a minute. This is bad for some things, and so that particularly once I, once I was into that, then I was like, okay, studio display, studio display, good. What would I mix the studio display with? You know, <laughs> you know. I, I actually let's just start right in the middle, right there. Yeah. It's a perfect place to start because oh, anybody right can go sequentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I think it's fantastic because one of the huge frustrations has been ever since they stopped supporting target disc mode is that you've got this perfectly good 27-inch display that you can't do anything with. You have to throw it away. Yeah. Now, the the um, I just did some testing with the... Um, uh, oh, shoot. What is it called? The, um, Luna? the little dongle. Oh. Luna display. Luna display. Thank you. I had their shirt on yesterday. <laughs> uh, the Luna display that allows you to use the 27-inch iMac oh. as a secondary display. Yeah. And it's actually very, very good. Why? Because that's on my list to test. I've, I, I just, I, yeah. I've been putting it off because it involves moving this monitor. <laughs> yep, like, yep, that's a big deal, right? So I, we tested it with uh, my husband's 14-inch MacBook Pro. Uh, plugged in over Thunderbolt to the 27-inch iMac, and then the the dongle plugged into the MacBook Pro and running the LG 5K display at the same time. Wow. Tack sharp. Hmm. Uh, good scrolling. Maybe not perfect, but really, really good. I mean, an extremely viable solution, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think. And uh, at first, we had some settings wrong, and it was kind of dodgy, and there was some weirdness with the mouse. Um, definitely has to be Thunderbolt, not USB-C, that you connect the two. Right. Now, see, what I would be connecting to is a 2014 27-inch iMac. And that has Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolt 2. 2. Right. And it might still work, So you definitely want to use a Thunderbolt cable. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so so when I... And good I, luck figuring out which one that is. No, I've, I've got the cable. I've got the adapter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, be, I believe you have them. It's whether you can tell which one's yeah, which. Right. <laughs> well, because that's how I thought... I, what I'm normally running is a Thunderbolt display. So I'm, you know, mm. I actually just, it's all right there. But the, I mean, when I, when I tested Luna Display before, before they had the 5K support with mm-hmm. one of these iMacs, it wasn't very good. Um, yeah. And that yeah. was, it wasn't any higher quality than my Thunderbolt display. So I was right. like, well, this is kind of a lose-lose. <laughs> um, and so, so I'm really curious to see what the difference is. I, I would also, there's also like, there's the difference between you know, it's like, how well does the bear dance? Like, it, it, it might work really well in, wow, look at that go. But how does it work in day in and day out when you come to your Mac and you restart it because you did this? And, you know, do you have to kind of be fiddling? Is it faff? If it's, yeah, is there faffing about with it? Right. Yeah. Like, like, every, like, I just want my monitor to work. I don't want to have to log right. in and out of that machine repeatedly and start it and stop it and all that. And that was, I ran into some of that too when I was testing it before. So I, I have, I have high hopes that, uh, my friend Barry Folk uses it as his daily setup with his MacBook Pro and his 27 mm-hmm. inch iMac. He's been using it for a little while that way and he seems to like it. Um, Steve didn't like it because he uses his MacBook Pro downstairs to fool around and then he comes back upstairs and there's a whole lot of plugging in and telling which to do what and getting the displays in the right order and everything so if you're plugging and unplugging a lot i don't think it'd be good but if you had an uh, a mac studio or uh an m1 mac mini right. that was always plugged into it i think it could be i think it could be viable really yeah. uh, versus throwing 1500 uh, 1500 that, you know? that's true but i have to say oh man that studio display you know <laughs> And, but, and, but separating those, just just to finish yeah. that one thought we started with, separating those, now you get a new uh, Mac uh, Studio or you get a new Mac Mini, you're not throwing it away. You, you're yeah. saving the display. That $1,500 you spend, you only spend that once for probably like the next eight years. And, I mean, and, they last yeah. forever. And that's, I mean, that is the thing. And, and keep in mind, I am the biggest fan of the 27-inch iMac there is. Um, you know, like, okay. I, I literally have three of them in in sight, and there's another one in Tanya's office. Um, <laughs> and she has one at work, too, uh, at her work, too. So, so yeah, so, like, I, there are five of them in my orbit. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and so, 
part of it is they were a great deal. Um, and they actually got to okay. be a better deal. I was actually looking at pricing. My original one, the 21 I bought in 2014, was 3149 Wow. Yeah. The one I bought in 2020 was 2500 so interesting. And so interesting. they it, so 2500 pretty and damn some inflation good. numbers on that too. Yeah, yeah, right. So I mean, right. So that's so they really did come down in price, but as it was a pretty good deal for for that and particularly for that screen, right? The screen was like, "Oh my gosh, that is the best screen ever." Right. But as you say, like I stuck with a 2014 2014 iMac until 2020 because I had the screen. Like yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't Can't throw it away. I couldn't get rid Can't. of the screen, right? Like I couldn't right, buy something right. else and get and the screen. And, and and this has been true of Apple displays to the way back. Uh, what was the uh, original thirty-inch screen that they had? And they had a like a seventeen-inch screen, the one with the white cinema bezel displays. It. Cinema, yeah. Before there the were, cinema displays, there were studio there displays the, before there were cinema displays. Studi- They've reused oh, you're the name. Right, those were called studio displays. They even had it. They even had, I believe, a CRT studio display. Okay. In like the gray, okay. in like the, the gray I had the plastic one. Yeah, I had the bordered plastic one, the white white, uh, and it was uh, it was yeah. amazing. And I used it on a PC at work. It, it must have been twelve years old, and people would come and go, "Man, where'd you get that cool display?" <laughs> it's a decade old, but they they ne- they never did die. I I, yeah. I, I haven't I, had one. I, have, go I still have one. Um, and it, they had the, that weird big power supply with the the connections on it too. <laughs> Well, even I remember it was described as the size of a three egg burrito. <laughs> and in order to get it work, to work with the PC because of the way the signals went, I had to buy another device that was like $300 to, to plug it in. But I was so determined to use this. And it was another three egg burrito. So I had like two of them under my desk. Oh, yeah. No, those. So, I mean, they were great monitors. Display, I mean, they were just a little, at this point, just a little small. Um, you know, and, and there the was display. that 30-inch one um, that, that was, yeah. I never had a 30-inch one. They were too expensive. I, I love to tell the story. I was pricing it out for uh, a guy. Uh, I supported an engineering workstation organization at work, and uh, and I priced out the 30-inch display for him, and he actually needed two of them. And then I, I forgot about it, and later on I went to uh, – I went to buy a gift card for for a kid, an iTunes gift card, and it said it was going to give me free shipping. And I'm like, well, <laughs> it's electronic. What are you talking about? And then I looked at the price, and it was going to be like seven thousand dollars because I still had those two studio displays in, in my in my uh, cart. <laughs> yeah, be right. sure to erase things when you're just pricing. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've I've done that too, where I'm sort of like, actually, what, where it gets me is I'm um, like, I put something in the cart once, then I get you know like come back a while later and I put it in the cart. Big thing, not remembering that I've done it before, and now I've yeah. got two, and yep. I'm like, why do I? Why? Why? You know, there is that that moment of panic of the like, why is it that much money? <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's yeah. two. That's there. not real, is it? <laughs> well, that actually happened to Steve. He so he ordered the uh, studio, the Mac Studio, and uh, when we got to the end, we had not seen the screen go by that said, "Don't forget to buy Apple Care." It's, it turns out it's, it's like just a little tiny sub note now it, mm. on, on, the, on buying one of those. It wasn't the big in your face with the logo. Yeah. And he was like, oh man, well, I got to I gotta go do that. And so he tried to add it. It didn't work. So he says, okay, let me just start over. And he ordered it and he got an Apple Care. And all of a sudden he's got two. And it's like, well, which is the one with the Apple Care? And he had to start over. <laughs> By the time he was done, the March 18th date was gone and we were out to the 30th. But, I, uh, I hit that um, with the, um, uh, the iPhone 13. 
Um, mm. cause Apple had this, like how you could set yourself up in the Apple store app and oh, right, right, right. Get it ready. Ahead get of time. ready. I was totally ready the night before and everything we were traveling. So I was like, everything was a little weird at two, but I get up and, and, it, and it's forgotten and it won't like, it won't work. And so oh, like, no. okay, I'll go to the other. So I went to the computer and the computer started working. So I was able to order there, but then I come back to the iPhone and now it's working. And now I'm like, oh. <laughs> What's <laughs> now, now? How do I make it go way over there? Yeah, precisely. The, the other problem I've had twice, and now Steve has experienced, is if you ever buy something on Apple Pay and have it shipped somewhere else, that instantly becomes your default. Oh, so he pressed double click on his watch and then realized the address was our daughter's address. <laughs> She's like, "Looky here!" <laughs> yeah, look what I got. Well, I had I had a terrible problem trying to get them to stop an order. Like I called within seconds of when it happened going to her house. She gets all kinds of free stuff, <laughs> and I was never able to stop that order from arriving at her house. It was a nightmare. The second time I did it, it I got it fixed faster. But Steve's like, "No, no, no, no." And luckily Apple Pay took so long, he was able to hit cancel. <laughs> And and go back, but again, that was like that just kept making everything take longer. But yeah, yeah. With, in theory, it's coming to our house. Yeah, yeah. But but any event, to get back to that 27, 27 inch yeah. iMac, you know, it it I think I mean one people forgot a little bit about how expensive it started and how it came down, but really that yeah. it was always a better deal. I mean, it was a great deal. Don't get me wrong. It was always sort of a better deal because you could never get a monitor that was that good. Yes, uh, and yes. and so I mean there were for for a brief time after it came out there were other 5K displays, and one by one they all disappeared until it's just that that LG, which is both not cheap and actually I, I haven't looked to see it's thirteen hundred dollars. It's thirteen hundred dollars today, right? Yeah, and it was out of stock at Apple. You couldn't even buy it. <laughs> Um, wow. And it's a great display, by the way. I used it until my husband bought me an XDR, and yep. uh, and then Steve took the LG, and he loves it. It's fantastic. Yeah. So it's the same panel, is my understanding. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So but that said, I, I have, I mean, I'm, I'm glad yours has worked out. I have heard people who have had, you know, basically like engineering problems with them. Um, yeah, and early on, there were definitely some real challenges with it. They had a shielding problem yes. that was, caused all kinds of problems, yeah, yeah. but that's been fixed for ages. Well, and as long as you just encase it with a tinfoil, it's fine. I don't see the <laughs> Well, you just could take a little off your hat and put it there. It's, it's, <laughs> well, you need to have extra because, you know, your hat, you know, wears out and, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I mean, I keep a roll right here in my drawer, of course, but for emergencies. Um, uh, but yeah, we've, we've been really pleased with it. The display is nice. I mean, it's a plastic enclosure, you know, but it goes up and down. And it tilts, which is more than you can say for most Apple uh, displays. Um, so yeah, so there, there's another thing. So okay, so I mean, let's let's first of all, studio display. We keep saying fifteen, but it's sixteen hundred. It's fifteen ninety nine. Oh, it's fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine. I've been doing the same thing, but same thing. Sixteen hundred. Okay, so three hundred dollars more than the LG. Right. So 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 that seems to me to be. I mean, admittedly, you don't get the adjustability without paying even more for the stand, the tilt and adjust stand. Right. Stand. But okay, but let's assume that you've, you know, again, the 27-inch iMac did not have a tilt and height adjustable stand. Right. Um, so, so $300 more, you get a 12 megapixel camera um, <laughs> with center stage support. I mean, isn't that worth something or what? I mean, like, I mean, exactly. you, you can see me. I am not one of those people who sits still, like, right in front of my computer like this. You know, <laughs> I'm I move watching around. Adam on video. He's running all over his room. <laughs> I move around. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so that's definitely one of those things where I think that's a really big win. Um, and I heard on another show that uh, it has hey Siri support. It Oops, does. I should not have said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because it has an A13 Bionic in there. I mean, this is the smartest display ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's something else it can do. What is the third thing? Spatial audio. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm glad it's fine. You know, I mean, and this and like the speakers. That's. I'm I'm glad they did it. I'm sure the best speakers Apple's put in. It's probably not going to compete with you know good office monitors. You know, yeah, good speakers you've set up. And I mean, I got decent ones recently. Um, so, but you know, the 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 five thousand dollar XDR doesn't have speakers. Well, yeah, it doesn't have a camera. <laughs> yeah, it, right. You know, it's like, well, wait a minute, he's getting he's getting a lot in that twenty seven inch, and that's only five thousand dollars before your face amount, which is what two fifty, or your stand, which yeah. is a thousand. So yeah, so you may not know about this, but I did a giant diatribe about um, the stand for the Pro Display XDR, and that would apply to the stand for the uh, for the new uh, studio display. Is that um, the top of the display is higher at its lowest spot? then uh, it's four and a half inches taller than an average height white woman. (laughs) Four and a half inches taller. Now, ergonomically, it's supposed to be in line. Right. So for a year, I had the Pro Display XDR thing, and I would have to sit with my head way back like this, or I would just like put things I don't care about at the top of the screen because it was too uncomfortable to look at it. And uh, Steve uh, bought me the Visa mount to replace it for 250 bucks and an arm for 200 And I love this thing now. I am so much happier with my display. And we sold the old one for 700 bucks, so yeah. it did okay. Tanya has the same problem. I mean, she cannot, I mean, I wouldn't say she cannot. She is always fiddling with her screens to get them at the right height for her because right. she's she's five foot three you know yeah. something like that so she's always having issues trying to get monitors um, so at the right I, height. I really wonder whether apple does has anybody on their mechanical engineering team that sits in front of these <laughs> and isn't you know, that's a woman because you know and by the way i said i said white woman because uh asian women are, are like three inches shorter I was able uh-huh. to find the seat height oh, uh, to eye height from uh, from NASA, actually, because <laughs> they have to do all the ergonomics for humans, right? right, right. They had diagrams that showed it. And so, of course, and I can manage to make the smallest question into a 7,200-word blog post. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was it was very interesting. So the visa mount is definitely the way to go if you would like to be able to see the top and bottom of your display, no matter what your seat height is. I was I uh, was on a podcast with Jeff Gamet on Tuesday night, and um, apparently he is like the, the the like the world's visa mount you know fanatic, and then oh, he's got okay. multiple things coming off his desk. And we were we were joking <laughs> that it was like you know Doctor Octopus, you know, with just arms coming out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking coffee when you said that. That was mean. <laughs> that does sound like Jeff as well. Yeah, That's great. So so yeah, so I mean. You know, we're actually Josh. Josh is working on this now, but we're actually going to be sitting down and like looking at all of the combinations of Mac Plus Studio display that you you know sort of what how it all compares with what you would have gotten with an with an iMac. And I actually think there's even another variable in play, which is I don't quite know what to call this, like your computing environment. So personally. I have a desktop Mac with two screens, and I have a laptop. And I have always had a high-level desktop Mac. So I had Power Mac, uh, I had Power Macs, you know, the the cheese grater ones. Um, and I never went to a Mac. I never, I gave up when they went to the trash cans. I didn't need that kind of power. But for a long time, the only way to get two monitors was to have a Power Mac. 
And so I always had the Power Mac. And then because I'd gotten a fairly high-end desktop machine, I would get a low-end laptop. I didn't. I don't do a lot right. of work out of the house, so it's just traveling. And now you basically can't get a low-end Mac laptop. They're all high-end. Well, <laughs> yes. Although I'm There's very higher. happy with my M1 MacBook Air. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It, that's not low end. It's not low end anymore. <laughs> but but that's it. So like so now I'm thinking like okay so if I want to think about my overall costs for me to put together my computing setup, it mm-hmm. turns out it's a desktop Mac, a second monitor, um, and a laptop Mac. And if you add all that up, um, I paid basically fifty six hundred dollars for my entire setup over time to assemble it. Okay. Um, and if you put a 14-inch laptop, 14-inch MacBook Pro, because that's the only one that can run two studio displays, right? and two studio, or it's the smallest, cheapest one that can run two studio, and two studio displays, you've got, you're at 5600 It's exactly oh. the same price. Interesting. Now, in my world, that's a better setup. Because I don't like the I, – I tried a two-computer uh, mm-hmm. life for a while, and I found it really annoying trying to make sure my files were in the right place. It's easier That's... now with a lot more cloud services than when I tried it. But I have always just plugged my my laptop into a display. Right. I've never done it any other and way. That's, I, and I've not done that um, largely because – Particularly way back when, like they didn't like to be un, they didn't like to be closed in clamshell mode so much. Oh, I never clamshell it because yeah. that's another display. Well, Why would I want to give up fourteen? Well, that's inches? that's part of his like where I don't I don't have room for it on my desk. <laughs> but because I've always had yeah, the two, I don't have two displays. Right. I've always had one. Yeah, it's things. Yeah. I always had the two big matched displays, and mm-hmm. um, and so 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 yeah. But any event, so right, so no, I mean that's always been a totally legitimate way of going. And now I'm thinking that even for me, who has long been a desktop-laptop combination person, maybe this would push me towards the 14-inch MacBook Pro, which I could also get in the slight Which bump you up. said you never needed, which is even, we're back full circle. Precisely. Right? You, you, I'm like, oh, I don't need that. <laughs> because, because I wouldn't, but I, and actually, you know, let's face it, okay, let's say the 13-inch MacBook Pro um, supported two studio displays, or the, or the MacBook mm-hmm. Air did. That's where I start to run into problems, because I don't because, really need that much performance. Yeah, I don't yeah, do well, audio it, and video and photos. That brings up an interesting point. On the, I, I think the uh, studio is fantastic, but it's very interesting to me that it comes in a Max and an Ultra, but not a Pro. Yeah. So there is no desktop Mac with an M1 Pro in it right now. There's. I'm kind of guessing that the Mac Mini will get a Pro. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. That's the only thing that makes sense. Because the studio, I mean, you, I mean, when you, in the three and a half seconds that it was on the screen, um, <laughs> we saw that probably sixty percent, if not more, of the innards of the Mac Studio is is fans. Right. It's right, cool. Right. And so, I mean, counter rotating, <laughs> big fans too, big so they don't make much noise. Right. And they and they're of course called blowers. I I tried to blowers. Write that. Blowers. Totally different. Yeah. Blo- totally different. <laughs> precisely. I don't understand. Is, it, is that a distinction without a difference, or is it a true distinction? A difference without a distinction. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's a good question. I wrote blowers, and Josh changed it to fans, and I'm like, yeah, people know that better. I mean, like, <laughs> it's a fan for all for what we're concerned about. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. We, there's probably someone yelling at their phone right now telling us why we're missing <laughs> a, a giant point, like maybe one of them doesn't have an intake but it has an intake we know that it has an intake and it goes out the back i mean and and what's, what's fascinating is, i mean i mean i i frankly think the mac studio looks a little odd 
I am I'm not actually a big fan of the look because it it feels Are you out a big of blower of the look. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, it just feels slightly out of proportion because of the height. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we'll just get used to. I'm it. I'm sure though. we'll I'm sure we'll just we get, get used, used to. to it. Yeah, we got used to seeing iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that, that was a rough one. That took several months. <laughs> one thing I think is, I haven't seen talked about is I think Doc companies may have gotten Sherlocked with the Mac Studio. I need to do a full port count, but I'm pretty sure Steve will be able to replace his OWC dock with the Mac Studio. Interesting. It definitely That's a has, lot of ports. It definitely does a good job with ports. So I did this article um, actually just before the, the event um, talking about how I'm frustrated by Apple focusing all this pro energy on very specific types of pros. And the rest of us who mm-hmm. work at Max all day long, every day for years and years and years, we're basically You're an amateur. We are apparently chopped liver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and but that was one of the things that a lot of people that people said is that, you know, you don't to be you know, one of the things that's about being professional is you need a lot of ports. And that doesn't mean that you're an audio video professional. You just need right. a lot of ports um, to connect right, a bunch right, right, of stuff. Right. And so that was that was really nice to see. I think you're just not a creative. Actor. That's <laughs> like, what it is. Talk about words that drive me bananas. Ooh, ooh. I was like, Are you a creative? Nope. You don't have a pen or a, or a, a, you don't have a, a paintbrush in your hand. Yeah, right. Therefore, you are not a creative. Yeah, like, right. Wait, what? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's 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 really fascinating. But you know, like, and one of the one of the complaints that I I lodged against Apple's product line, which they in fact addressed admittedly expensively, um, was ergonomics and adjustability. Like, you know, this is you and I. We are creative professionals. Really, we mm-hmm. are. Um, but, you know, we need adjustability to be able to move that monitor around to yep. be a comfortable place to work on for eight hours a day. Yep. And, yep. you know, the visa mount for you was huge. You know, you know, I, 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 have, I, I have to be putting IMAX on books all the time to get them to the right height. Well, that's interesting. I I was on uh, Clockwise before I I wrote this article about uh, the height of women. And I asked the question, I said, uh, do you have any trouble adjusting your your, uh, computer display to the right height? And all three of the men said they had to put them on books. Yeah. And it didn't occur to them that anyone would want them lower than they went. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why? Why do, I didn't even understand why companies make little stands to put their mats <laughs> higher. Why would you ever need that? It's too tall already by four and a half inches. Yeah. Well, and so before I used um, the, the the monitors I had um, for my oh gosh, I can't even remember if it was a Power Mac or a Mac Pro, like the first the cheese graters, um, the last cheese grater I had, I had matched Dell 24-inch monitors. And say what you will about Dell monitors, the quality is kind of crappy, um, but man, are they adjustable and man, do they have ports. There you go. You know, there I mean, these things, these things adjusted six ways from Sunday and, you know, had a bazillion ports. There were actually ports in there. I'm not even sure I know to this day what they were. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, one of them was full slide, full size display port. That's the one that I have. I have a cable that'll plug in it that I bought once, thinking I'd need it. And I haven't ever found anything to stick it into. <laughs> yeah, precisely. So, so that's so that's you know that's that's some of that. But like ergonomics, you know, the the studio display. Yeah, you got to buy the held adjust, you know, tilt adjust. But at least it now goes up and down in height some, even if it doesn't go down as much as you're gonna want. Yeah. Now I don't know that it doesn't go down low enough. 
I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I just that, know that the one for the, that's, the XDR does We actually got to see, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll be a little surprised. So if surprised. you get a chance to look at one, I would really like to know how tall is the top of the monitor from the desk when it's at its lowest position. Yeah, yeah. I would love to know the answer to that. I uh, Let's see, there's something else I was going to ask you about. I had uh, center stage, like you mentioned. Oh, I do want to yeah. high applaud that. I find that really surprisingly useful. I'll go out of my way to call somebody on my iPad Pro, even though my eyes are going to be in the wrong place, just so that two of us can be on screen at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to use it yet. I I'm I'm behind on my iPads. I have a, I have a ten and a half inch iPad Pro. Um, well, let, let's go into the iPad Air. Um, yeah. I created a little comparison chart because it was too hard to do it just looking at the Apple thing. And my, when I was watching the announcement, my question was, who is the Air for? And after I laid them out side by side, the Pro, the Air, and the Nothing, I said, who is the Pro for was actually yes. the question. Yes. So just to review for the audience, um, all, th all three of these are pretty close in size, 11-inch, 10.9, and 10.2. I'm saying the Pro first. My first question would be, why did they make it 10.9? They could have made it 11 and used the same <laughs> hardware. That makes no sense to me. Um, the the Air is 200 bucks cheaper, but it's 64 gig versus 128 on the Pro. So if you make them both 256, the difference is like 150 bucks. So it's 150 bucks less. They both got an M1. They both got 12 megapixel wide cameras. The Pro has the 10 megapixel ultra wide. So they talk about, oh, it's got zoom. It's like, well, that's not really, it's zoom back, right? It's yeah. zoom farther away. It's not zoom closer. Uh, you've got a true depth camera on the Pro, so you have uh, Face ID instead of Touch ID. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of Face ID, but when I find it much harder to use Face ID on an iPad, mm. I would rather use my finger because I find myself accidentally doing a sit-up to, to get my face in the right position, right, right. you know, on the on Face ID. Um, they both have center stage. They both have 5G. They both have Pencil 2. They both are Thunderbolt, correct? No. iPad Air is USB-C, but... 10 gigabits per second now. It's it's twice the okay. speed, but it, so as it used to okay. be, but it is US, just USB-C. Okay, and the Pro is Thunderbolt. The Pro is Thunderbolt. I believe the okay. Pro also has ProMotion, um, so 120 yeah. um, hertz. I haven't talked to anybody who says they can really uh, notice the difference. Uh, yeah. I, okay. I, 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 this falls into the one of those, you know, distinction without a or <laughs> right <laughs> difference without a distinction. Yeah. <laughs> Marco Armand is the pickiest human I've ever met in my life. He complains about the fact that there's like a one pixel line you can see on the edge of a Pro Display XDR because it's like a half a pixel. <laughs> That's the kind of pixel peeper he is. And he was like, "Oh man, it's fantastic! It's got pro, it's got Pro Motion when they first came out with it." And then somebody said, "Well, can you tell?" He goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and he says, after a minute, I can't tell the difference. Yeah, you know, at first yeah. when I was looking for it, I could see it. So, so yeah, I think you've you've actually hit the nail on the head, which is wow, the pros pros get pretty expensive pretty fast. Um, yeah, and for not a lot, for not a lot more. And I mean, when did the when did the last pros come out? September. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, so one question, I mean, well, and actually, there is, a, there is an easy one. The 11-inch Pro is the tricky one. People want the 12.9-inch yeah. Pro because it's freaking huge. Right. You know, that's that. But a lot of people have don't like the 12. I'm a huge fan of the 12.9. That yeah. is my jam. I, I, it's, it's my portable around-the-house computer. But uh, a lot of people don't like that, so they like the 11-inch. Yeah. Well, the 12 feels, I mean, honestly, feels pretty big. I mean, like, I'm... And, 
Apple's giving choices. I mean, I'm not actually going to complain. You know, I mean, my yeah. mother loves the iPad Mini, for instance. Um, that's you know, I she's don't get the iPad Mini. Everybody <laughs> loves it, but me. I <laughs> well, have one, and I cannot figure so, out clearly. I can't figure out what to do with it. Well, because I can't type on it. I think yeah. because I'm a contributor. Yeah. I don't want to just read Twitter. I want to reply to Twitter. <laughs> I want to write tweets. You know, I don't. I don't just sit there and consume. Ever. I'm always trying to talk. And I think most of the people I know are men, and I think they, they can comfortably hold it in their hands and type with their thumbs, maybe. Mm, possibly. Yeah, if you have uh, bigger know. hands. Um, yeah. As I, my mother likes it, but yeah, she doesn't write basically at all. So um, Yeah, so consuming, it, I can see it. Anyway. Uh, but, but nonetheless, you know, this is, I, I, I'm not going to complain about, about choice because it really, you know, one of the things that you, you learn, and as I said, my, my wife is five foot three, she's a relatively small person, um, it really matters how big your body is for a lot of these things, you know, and, Absolutely. and, and it's, and it's not always obvious, you know, sometimes you could be a small person, but want a large device because it's larger in relation to you. Right. Um, where, right. Whereas if you're a big person, it's not, you know, maybe it's, you know, it just doesn't feel like it's as big a deal. Um, because, you yep. know, it's, you know, it big, you're big, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, so heavy, there's all sorts for of, example, right. There's all sorts of possibilities. dependent on the size of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's one of the, one of the things, and, you know, and obviously then you get into, you know, issues surrounding like, you know, pockets, um, with phones and whatnot. Oh, don't start with pockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I was going to trigger. <laughs> Wanted to see if I could get a reaction. Nothing has bothered me more over the decades has been podcasters who are all men and only know men and apparently think women don't actually exist. And they'll say, well, that it fits in your pocket. (laughs) So I go out of my way to always say fits in your purse just to be annoying, right? You got to swing it the other way. Yeah, but but a 12.9 inch iPad fits in your purse. I mean. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Actually, when I first got the original iPad, like the 9.7 inch, if it did fit my purse. I bought a purse that it would slide nicely into. And so I didn't see what anybody's Well, then there's those little it. clutches, you know, when you go dancing and things like that. You know, you got to put exactly. the right the right iPhone for the right purse. That's the, you know, I'm just Well, but you know what? It, I, that's the other thing is people complain, oh, they just made it thinner, but they made it bigger. But that didn't fit in your pocket. But the smallest clutch on earth will hold like a Pro Max. <laughs> I mean, it, that is still a really small size, you know. Where they don't but fit is, but, sorry, well, they don't fit is bike bags, like underseat underseat uh, bike bags. So right, because they're rounded. Yeah, and they're and they're really like they're designed to fit right under the saddle. And and Tanya has run into mm. that trouble with those for years, um, trying to <laughs> shoehorn her phone into those bags. <laughs> Steve actually lost his phone once, many many years ago. This is I think it was like his StarTac, and we were never able to find it. Like two years later, we found it in his bike bag. <laughs> Tells you we don't ride bikes often enough <laughs> if you didn't figure out what you did. Way back when, about an hour ago before I interrupted you, you started to go down the line that I think uh, I posted about the difference between the iPads in a, uh, the Podfeet Slack. And uh, Richard Piazza said, your question is interesting, except you got to put the word right now into your question about why is the iPad Pro there? Yeah. And it's because the iPad Pro, as you were saying, it was September, so it's probably going to be doing way more. Yeah. But right now, it's not a good choice. I think. I think that's true for the money. And 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 to be fair, um, yes, uh, two days ago, the iPad Air was not a good choice. You know that, yeah. that Apple's yeah, got a point. Apple's got a funny cadence going right now with the iPad. Um, they're yeah overlapping. Yeah, yeah, they, they they're kind of. I mean. It, it creates a situation where you're always best off buying the one that was just released, 
um, mm-hmm. because it's going to be have leapfrogged ahead of its its little place. I mean, the iPad Air is always going to be in the middle, but it's now mm-hmm. closer to the iPad Pro Which than one it does was it slide closer and farther away. Last from? week, yeah. You know what, though, from a revenue standpoint, that's actually kind of smart because if they all got updated at once. For the last three months before the obvious September event, <laughs> nobody would buy anything. And now you're constant. They've probably got more constant you revenue. You probably have an MBA or something. <laughs> no, on the job training. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that is exactly the case. You know, that, that the, the decision changes, not in huge ways, but just, just enough to nudge you in one direction or the other based on, wow, that's a cool one. I'll get that, you know. Yeah. Now, a differentiator to me on the iPads is the two big things has been uh, looking at whether or not I can use a real keyboard. So the Mm -hmm. Magic Keyboard, I think, is a fantastic keyboard. It's one of my favorite keyboards I've ever used. And I know that's a personal opinion, not a fact, (laughs) but from my perspective, it is. And the Folio keyboard is also really good. And both of those work on the 10.9 inch iPad Air. Yeah. Yeah, uh, And the other thing is the pencil, having pencil to support instead of sticking a pencil out of the side of your iPad. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got a pencil uh, here. I, I have the, the, the 12 South uh, little leather thing they gave, they sent me at some point. And um, mm-hmm. I've used it. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a really bad iPad user. I've used this approximately four times for real. Oh, uh, interesting. That I've discovered that the one thing it's really, really good for, I mentioned in an article recently, is tracing routes on maps. So like uh, trail routes, right? So you can't just, you can't, you can't use something that will know where the trail is. I just need to say, here's a PDF, the race course I'm getting a permit for, say, is done. Try doing that with a mouse or a trackpad or something. Or your finger. Oh, so hard. So hard. Pencil is brilliant. So, but that's, I'm I'm just. I'll tell you my use case, um, two, two distinct use cases. I use it when I want to think. So, uh, if it's specific, you haven't tried that yet. You just kind of scramble it around. No, I use notability to, uh, when I'm trying to figure something out. And I used to do this in the old days before when the, I used paper at work. If I sat down in front of my computer and I wanted to write a presentation and I started in PowerPoint, it would either be a terrible presentation <laughs> or it would just take me forever because as soon as I typed anything, it had to be spelled correctly. It had to be indented correctly. The font had to be right. The bullet had to be mm. right. So instead, I would take a piece of paper and I would just scribble and write, I want to talk about this and this and this and this. And so I could think. And then when I was done, I could spend all my time formatting and getting it right. So uh, specifically now when I'm programming, if I have to write out my notes using a keyboard, I have to put the correct syntax in. I can't not do it. But if I, I can write pseudocode all day long, scribbling. And so when I need to think something out, I need to frame an idea, a diagram or anything like that, I always start in notability with the pencil. Mm, interesting. Okay. The other thing I use it for is crafts, believe it or not. Hmm. I'll diagram out cross-stitch letters. For oh. example, if I'm doing cross-stitch and I want to, I'll, I'll put the grid real small. And if you buy the pro version, you get even smaller grids. And so you can actually do the lettering and figure out, can I fit the whole name? And, and do I want that right or left justified? How, where do I want to put it? Um, I've even used it to figure out um, uh, crocheting and knitting patterns. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. there's, I did one where it was essentially like embedded loops. It was like four different blocks of stuff going on that were rotating at different numbers of rows. It was really complicated. <laughs> well, I approached it like a like a a, a for loop, yeah, you right. know, because I had to. <laughs> and and the only way I could do that was by handwriting and copying and pasting and looking at it that way. If I tried to type it, it never would work. Yeah. 
Yeah. Those are my hot tips for the pencil. Because <laughs> I'm not a creative. Right. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, it is fascinating. Video. And, and the, you know, I, I, I do find the, I find the iPad, the entire lineup, I find it interesting um, from kind of this big, like, pundity overview kind of sense in that the iPad is the, the, not, the iPad nothing, plain iPad, is Apple's, like, best deal of any piece of hardware. It's phenomenal. Right. 329 329 it's... for fully functional, does everything, supports the pencil, blah, blah, blah. It's great. Um, yep. And, and then you get onto the iPad Pro, particularly, like, a 12.9 iPad Pro with loaded and whatnot. I was like... Holy cats, that's a kidney. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You have two. <laughs> two kidneys. Yeah, right. So, so you know, it's it's got the, the the broadest range, and it's not clear to me be, not being a big iPad adopter, like mm-hmm. why you make different decisions in that um, in that range. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I can do it intellectually, but but right. from sort of a gut standpoint, like I have an I the ten point five iPad Pro. And um, with the with whatever keyboard it came with, um, the the, 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 the flappy one, yeah, the folio, the flappy one, flappy yeah, one, which, I, which I actually, I mean, I actually think it's a it's really good, it's a really good keyboard. Tanya prefers it, it to the, she has a. We have my my son for various complicated reasons left his iPad Air with Tanya its keyboard. She didn't like its keyboard at all, the Magic keyboard. Um, oh, interesting. She, or the whatever the Folio one is for that. I, mean, I don't know which one that is. Oh yeah, there's the a smart yeah, Folio, there's a different one. Yeah, yeah, there's a yeah. smart. She it's slightly different. Right. She didn't like that one nearly as much as the old one. So the and, and the folio, the the good Folio one, you can you can like pour a gin and tonic on that. It doesn't hurt anything. <laughs> yeah, because it's all encased. Yeah. So, uh, but so in any event, so it's like I I just keep trying and trying to use the iPad for something, but. It just never sticks. It just doesn't fit. It never sticks. I mean, yeah, I, I live in a house with someone who hates the iPad. Ooh. Like actively hates it. <laughs> and it, he doesn't ever use one. He's never owned one, but he hates it. But I think it's it's because he wants it to be a Mac. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I right now I'm in the middle of doing a video for Screencast Online. And during that time, I cannot unplug my my laptop. It just, it has to stay static or something will, horrible will go wrong with movement on the screen and everything. So for a week, I can't move it. And I've been trying to do stuff on my iPad. And I was just like, there was this diagram I wanted to do for, for the M1 Max and or the, the new Mac Studio and everything. And I just sat there going, oh man, this will take me like four days. Yeah. I, I might have to get out of bed and go into the other room and actually sit at my back and do it. <laughs> and, and, you know, as a, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's great for watching Netflix in bed when you're sick, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Apple has done a bad job in any, in any way with the hardware. Just doesn't fit for it you. It just doesn't fit for me. And, uh, and and for the most part, I don't see other people doing it. Um, you know, when I see people with iPads, it's usually pretty, I don't want to say low end, that's, that's pejorative, but like they're not doing complicated stuff on it. You know, yeah. well, they're, they're not doing all the stuff that, that Apple shows in their videos. <laughs> right, right, right. A lot of people are, are now saying who've been big proponents of the, like the David Sparks of the world of, you know, I'm going to make an iPad work for me. They've said, yeah, no, we're done. It's going. It's obvious that Apple is not going to make it into like we're not. We're waiting for that next step where the software will catch up. Yeah. Nope, they're not going to do that. That's what a Mac is for. This is what an iPad is for. So stop. Yeah. Stop trying to fight yeah. it. Now, now I will say, um, uh, talking to Chuck Joyner and Jeff Gamet, and they both were talking about a program. I never heard an app. I'd never heard of before called LumaFusion, 
which I guess yeah. is like the hottest video, video editing editor. thing. People love yeah. it. Yeah. And so, so it does feel to me, and like the point I made a bazillion years ago when the, when the iPad first came out was in essence that it could be anything. And what I, I think I somewhat missed is that for many people, it's going to be one thing. Mm. You know, like, oh, okay. like, like, yeah, maybe it can do a couple of other things, little things too. But really, you, ha- you, you have this because of LumaFusion or the audio editor or the whatever it is the the one app that is truly What's brilliant that? for you. I'm trying to remember the name of the audio editor that people like, and, and I've tried it like 48 times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just sit there going, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. People swear by. It. I, I, uh, I just, I can't, I can't remember the name of. It. I'm, I'm, I'm actually googling it right now, trying to remember the name. <laughs> Multitrack dog. Uh, yeah. What is it? What is it? But yeah, you're right. People find they either have something that they, the one thing that it solves for them. To me, the difference is the keyboard. Yeah. Without the keyboard on it, I can't figure out what to use an iPad for. And that's yeah. and I think that's why my my iPad Pro, I'm sorry, my iPad mini, it just it doesn't do anything right. that I want to do. Right. Because I can't contribute and I must contribute. <laughs> you know? The internet has a hole in it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If I mean if I if I'm not there, you know, telling people they're wrong, what's the point? Right. <laughs> Well, speaking of devices that are for uh, some people, uh, what do you think of the SE? Is that a it, cool product? Yeah, Great. you know, Just- I mean, it's the same thing in some ways that it's like it fills a hole in the, in the lineup. Um, and I think I, I was intrigued. I mean, you, if you look back at the history of the SE, you know, the first one comes out. It's basically an iPhone, what, 6S, I think, in an iPhone 5 case. Oh, is it? Um, okay. Yeah, because it was it was the square case. It's the A15. Um, that's more than a six. No, though, no, the first one, not the. Oh, the first one. The very oh, sorry, first sorry, one. sorry. Right. People okay, loved the first one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That that was one of those you'll get it from when you probably cut my cold dead fingers. Um, yeah. And um, and so the second generation comes out two years ago, and you know it's the iPhone 8 case, and yeah, whatever the A13. I guess. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so many. <laughs> um, and so you know, so it's there's nothing really wrong with it. Tanya has one and she likes it, um, but it may not have the complete passion of the uh, of the of the first one. No, but, right. It did. It, it, but they're happy. It's there. Right. People are happy. It's there, and it does fit that that nice need of getting something that's cheaper. You know, yeah. Tanya got it not because it's cheaper, but because it was smaller. And right. she actually chose not to upgrade to an iPhone 13 mini because she had just gotten the iPhone SE um, okay. when it sort of worked uh, see, out. size of your body matters. Precisely. Oh, totally. She's like, she's like, I can't deal with these big phones. And the problem is the mini's tall. So it's not, uh, okay. so it's not, it's, it's, it's. So you can't reach the top. Yeah. Of it. Right. So. Um, uh, you were right. It is the 813. Yeah. Good memory. So many details. So many details. <laughs> <laughs> Did I already talk to you about the uh, diagram I made for the 14, the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros? No. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. I'll send it to you. It, it got a lot of traction because. It was so complicated trying to figure out. It still doesn't answer the question for you which one you need. Right, right. <laughs> and I don't have any way of knowing whether I overbought or underbought. I'd, I'd give a ninety percent chance I overbought, <laughs> uh, but 
but it, it it does show you you know how many CPU cores and how many GPU cores and which and and it shows you what decisions you can look down it and say I'm going to care about this line and that drives you back to then I must buy this like if I want this much RAM then I must go to this one yeah. I can't yeah. go to that one well uh, and, if you read it and you know down. RAM has just been such a problem so to speak with the uh, with the M1s and the the whole series the unified memory I just don't yet have a feel for it. So, you know, like, I normally, like, I, f- I forget where they started. Like, I eight, don't get eight. Like, that seems wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> intuitively. Intuitively, not, just not... don't get eight. And I actually have heard one good reason for it, which is that eight, you could still end up swapping. And if you're swapping, you're reducing the lifespan of but your SSD. But the disk is so fast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, lifespan. Yeah, yeah. Lifespan probably, of the you SSD. You probably wouldn't notice the speed. Though. Oh, no, you're not going to notice the speed, but you're you're <laughs> writing a whole lot more to your SSD. So that's the reason to avoid eight. Um, okay. But at, once you're at 16, which is where I went with the MacBook Air, um, well, at the time, I mean, obviously, the MacBook Air can only go to 16. But, like, I haven't noticed the merest hint of a problem with 16, right? And so, you know, and then you get into these ones where they can do 32 and 64 and now 128 with the M1 Ultra. With like, holy cats, I have no clue what, you know, you could possibly throw with this other than those 18 streams of 8k video which i apparently right. is something people do so <laughs> creative <stuff. laughs> do you, uh, or a creative so, monkeys so we, the, the monkeys that the creatives hire to do <laughs> exactly well so when you say memory has been a problem you don't mean that memory right. has been a problem you mean figuring, figuring out whether out you need memory precisely how much to get is the problem because it used to be that you could yeah, I mean, I don't know. I used to have this gut feeling of, you know, you need this much for, for X. And I mean, I, I forget. I think I went up to 40 gig in my, my iMac. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, I should check. I don't actually remember how much is, is in Is 40 a possibility? Doesn't it need to have a factor? It, they didn't. It didn't oh, have to be a, matched. Uh, yeah, I have four. It's got to have a multiplier it's, of two. It's four. Right? Um, it's four slots. So, so I have so I have two two sixteens and two eight. Uh, two sixteens for thirty two and two fours for eight. For eight? Oh, okay. There you can get there. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so slides. I have forty in this now. And honestly, that with an Intel machine, that feels necessary. Like I remember when I went yeah, when I oh, had yeah. I forget sixteen and I went to thirty two or something like that. And I was like, oh, Such that a makes relief. a difference. You felt it, yeah, and and drives were a lot slower back then, though, too. So when yeah. you swapped to a uh, spinning hard drive, you this, knew it. Was... And I was still on SSD at that point. I was a very early SSD adopter. Okay, um, okay, that was. But they've gotten faster and faster and faster, that too. so that yeah. it's really it's really hard to tell the difference now. And and with the shared memory with the graphics, that gets even more interesting, right? Is yeah. is your if you're doing a graphics intensive <laughs> now, you've got all this RAM for that. Um, yeah, Howard Oakley getting, did something recently where he was talking about that, and it sounds like it, the GPU actually uses graphics so efficiently you basically don't notice. Like it's not, yeah. it's not you're not really hammering the GPU's memory usage probably unless you are doing something machine learning like, um, but normal usage no. And yeah, I probably should start doing some machine learning to justify having bought a Mac <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> it's so frustrating for me. My my son is a PhD student specializing in computer vision. And so it's all, I mean, he's like super into machine learning and GPUs and everything like that. He can't use a Mac at all because all the tool, the, the, the performance is irrelevant. All the tools assume CUDA and NVIDIA GPUs. 
So CUDA is a graphics. It's a, basically, type? The, it's the it's like the technologist, the underlying um, API for oh. talking to everything. And so and so it's got to be NVIDIA GPUs. And I wonder whether that'll change. <clears throat> it's a good question, but it's it's not going to be fast because this is it's like things like something called PyTorch, um, which is just like it's one of the core tools used in machine learning. Until until okay. PyTorch is not just ported, Rewritten. but optimized. <laughs> Right, right for the M for the M series GPUs, uh, that has to happen before it could even be it can even be thought of, and then all the and then the question is like, does the code need to be tweaked specifically? Because again, when you're walking multiple GPUs, are you like writing code that that you know knows about the fact there's multiple ones and all that? So he's he's very frustrated. <laughs> there's uh, there's another market that isn't served as uh, uh, CAD computer aided yeah. design. Why not? Because all of those tools are written for uh, for Intel. Oh, same thing, right? Right now, so I guess the question will be: as those companies, as um, uh, the people who write PyTorch and the CAD companies, will they see this as that little fruit company has something cute going on? And sure, it's fast right now, but everything else are going to catch up. Or are they going to say, "Whoa, this is this is going to be a long time before any other companies can catch up, it's, and they don't have the money to continue to throw at it like Apple does." Right. It's a really interesting question, um, and and the problem. I mean, academia, where my son is, is is just an interesting case because on the one hand, they ha- they sort of have money in 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 some ways, but not in others. Like you know, they 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 know they need to have money to buy GPUs, but. Mm-hmm. They can, but they're putting those into Linux boxes. I mean, they're not using Windows. I mean, this is all Linux, um, yeah. and you okay. know, and and clusters and things like work, you know, and workstations and stuff. So it's it's right. it's it's a lot of funny kind of hardware that it's not. They're not going to off the shelf anything, and so sure. okay. so it's a okay. little bit of a harder sell. Even if Apple's got a really competitive, yeah, yeah performance, even be in the. That wouldn't even be part of the right. part of the question. It might be that they offload certain things to to specialized equipment. Yeah, I mean that that's a common. A common and some case. of the stuff they do is CPU bound. So I mean, ironically, when Tristan was doing working on certain research project at Cornell um, when he was an undergrad, um, he actually uh, remote controlled my M1 MacBook Air. Um, and he actually had to, he literally had to use, um, you know, uh, like screen sharing, um, to get into it because I, I couldn't, I mean, like I didn't, I never knew how much he was going to do. He was only using the command line, but I couldn't, I like how much he was going to do to like to figure out how to set that up for him so he could just SSH into it. So I was like, here, I'll give you an account. You can SSH in from here on the screen. Um, and, um, but, but basically the M1 MacBook Air, its CPU was so powerful that he could run certain tasks on it. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, and then oh. use that, you know, take those results the and that. feed them to the GPU that he had in his workstation. Well, so that's the, that's right. the case that we're talking about then, right? <laughs> Is you, th- you throw a, a Mac Studio with the, uh, the uh, M1 Ultra in it. Yeah. Sidecar to 20 that. 20 CPU like, cores. Oh like, my gosh. Bleep, bleep. Okay, there's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for me to do today? Yeah. 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 So yeah, so it, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's no question. And I mean, I, I mean, at a bigger picture level, Apple did say this was the final member of the M1 family. Yeah. Right. So no, I no 27 inch iMac. Well, oh sorry, well sorry, the M1. Um, so I was talking about just just chip, the M1 Ultra. Um, oh, so oh, okay. so you know we've got the M1, the Pro, the Max, and the Ultra. I didn't hear him say yeah, that was the last pretty one. Sure. I heard him say the Mac Pro 
is the only th- yes, computer that was that right at the end. To go. But at the very, but towards the beginning, Johnny Srugi, I think it was, said that uh, the M1 Ultra was the final member of the of the M1 family, which sort of makes sense if you think about it. I mean, like, where do you go from Boy, M1 I Ultra? Because like th- this. Okay, when he was just saying. Okay, when he was saying we had. Uh, okay, introducing right, right, the right, chip. Right. Yeah, I do have that note. So M1, M1 Pro, M1 Max, M1 Ultra. Right, okay. and so okay, so. Um, so, so this is kind of interesting though, because the M1 has actually now been around for two years. Um, well, not quite two years, but you know, November, 2020, um, was when the M1 came out. Um, or I mean, really WWDC. Time is weird now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's that long. It's I'm I'm double checking him because he can't be wrong. But, uh, yeah, twenty November twenty twenty. And well, that yeah, that's not two years. That's a year. Well, but and of course, the Wait, M- a year and three months. The M one is, but months. the M one chip itself obviously was done before that. I mean, they had the they had machines sure. at heart. WWC. My point is more that the M one's been around for a while now, and they've mm-hmm. boosted boosted it with the Pro and the and the Max, and now the Ultra, and so so just looking forward. As we were talking, probably the M1 Mini, the the Mini gets an M1 Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, it's hard to see the M1 itself, like the original one, going away in the next year, two years. I mean, we haven't seen any performance problems with it yet, right? For <laughs> right. for the kinds Nobody of machines coming, it's in. Yeah. Um, Nobody coming close for the power, at least. Right. And so, the, so when do what? So when does the M2? When when does Apple move to an M2, and do they move so, to the M2 like and on mass, where we get an M2, an M2 Pro, an M2 Max, an M2 Ultra all at once? I, I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Renee Ritchie was saying that the M2 would actually be a lower end processor. That doesn't make any that sense it would to me. Be, <laughs> not at all. Well, numbering wise alone, that would that was just like so annoying. But he was saying that was what was going to go in like the MacBook Air. But it would still be higher performance than the right, but not M1. as but not as high as an uh, a Max oh, yeah, yeah. or a, or, a, or a Pro. Uh, that yeah, it would be an I, upgrade to the M1. I, I mean, that I could would s- keep staggering. Up. I could see that. I could see that being. But 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 I see absolutely no reason why if they come out with an M2, they wouldn't either immediately or shortly thereafter come out with an M1 an M2 Pro. Correct. Right. I mean, correct. Because it's the same architecture, right? Just, right? just, just they're just, just adding. Right, just look at, just keep sticking them together. Look, they keep giving us those nice pictures, right? You know, you can see the M1's this tiny one, the M1 Ultra's this just gigondo thing. <laughs> Pretty soon, there's gonna be, you're gonna have your tabletop Mac you always wanted because that's how big the chip is. <laughs> <laughs> they'll have to, you know, they they'll have to be putting it like in this, you know, this, this slice at the back of the twenty-seven inch monitor. <laughs> That's all chip, <laughs> exactly. You just slide one in and then slide it out. <laughs> so, it. so yeah, but so that I mean, so that's kind of interesting on the one side, and um, you know, because you know, there's no question that more performance will be necessary. But wow, we've got a whole lot of performance right now for yeah, what we, we need do. and you know you have to assume they're they're working on it but you know what are they going to do to soak up that performance yeah so maybe they have to wait for us to think of things to do <laughs> that 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 will actually start limiting will be limited by anything um a little bit of that and and also just you know like is there something that you know i mean the macOS developers, you know, the actual Apple developers of macOS think, wow, if I had unlimited processor time, what could I do in the background that would be better, faster, cooler? You know, I mean, look at Spotlight and Time Machine. They're always working in the background. 
and you know they could work better, faster, cheaper. You know, but no one's really going to notice that. Well, actually, you'd only you'd only you'd not notice it, and that would be better <laughs> if you didn't notice spotlight <laughs> indexing after you upgrade. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, yeah. That if it goes. Right. That would be nice. Right. So, but 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 there is some of that kind of thing that, you know, until we had Spotlight, we didn't we could never assume, we could never imagine the concept of, you know, something that would be always running on our Macs indexing everything in sight. Or until we had Time Machine, something that would be always looking for data to back up. But you need a processing right. power to just have that kind of stuff running. What is the next you know, base level thing that you want to have running at all times. Well, they could spend more energy duplicating our contacts for no reason. <laughs> There's things like that, right? It, it, they could, it could be, you know, like introducing extra bugs into shortcuts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, now that's a joke from before we were <laughs> recording. I had asked Adam, is, is, uh, is shortcuts buggy enough? And he responded with, I think there's a little more room for more bugs, but not a lot. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, I mean, one of the things that, that I really feel um, sort of let down by, honestly, by, by science fiction, I may note, um, is I want, I want an intelligent agent who actually works for me. I don't get the impression that Siri works for me. Siri responds uh. to my requests. But Siri's not okay. really doing that much for me. And, and you know, yes, there's Siri. She's like the re recalcitrant assistant who re actually works for your boss, but you can sometimes <laughs> get her to do something for you. And, and <sighs> fine. <laughs> okay, I'll turn the lights on. <laughs> but not all of them. <laughs> That one over there, I'm not going to turn that one on. We we have the we have the opposite problem. One of our in our dining room, we have two sets of lights, and some of them we, we call them the window lights and the wall lights. Okay. If you if you say wall lights too fast, you get all lights, and everything oh. <laughs> in the house turns on. And then the only thing you can do is say turn off all the lights and then turn, you know, wait a second or two for the house to go completely black. And then you have to like do turn on the wall lights again. Oh, that's funny. And, well, and this is where learning to work with the recalcitrant assistant <laughs> who doesn't work for you is you have to learn the way to say something to her, to get her to do what you the want. Recalcitrant so and, you can't call them wall lights. Yeah, but recalcitrant they now have slightly to be called stupid. Bob lights. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, and we thought about it because I mean, the problem is, is that they're over the table, but we actually move the table at different times. So they could have been called table They lights. could have, but then we moved the table and they would be the other lights. And we decided that was going to be Name them confusing. Gryffindor lights. <laughs> Just name them something completely unrelated that you know. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, that is one of my problems is, is I call the one behind me my mantle lights because I used to have a, a mantle behind me. Yeah. But it never seems to know what the word mantle yeah. means. I mean, like nine times out of ten. Because Siri is too new. I mean, she doesn't know like the old Johnson place used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Turn left at the old Johnson place, don't you? <laughs> exactly. I've learned recently to start uh, ways to get her to do dictation better that I find interesting. Uh, oh. I'm going to do a tiny tip on this, but I just figured out that you can tell her, you can say, change that if she di gets your dictation wrong and she'll start over. So if you say, send a, send a text message mm. to Adam Angst, and you say, blah, 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 mm. and she writes down, uh, send ammonia to his penguin, <laughs> uh, you know, you can say, change that, and she'll say, oh, okay, what did you want me to write? See, I have, I, I have, a, I have a more uh, complete solution to that problem, which is I never dictate to Siri. Um, I turn on voice <laughs> dictation with a triple tap on the back of my, using back tap. Do you use okay. back tap? 
I dictate while I'm running. Ah, back. So no. Like I'll get a message and I want to reply because no, no, no. I have to contribute. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hole in the internet. So you know about Backtap, right? Yes. Backtap. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I have my triple tap um, and that turns mm-hmm. on true voice dictation. And right. true voice dictation is just listening to everything that it hears. You don't have to tap the button, tap the microphone or anything like that. And okay. you can edit in it. Okay. So you can, so it's, then, um, so you can say change ammonia to Adam. You could, um, okay. or capitalize penguin because all penguins should be capitalized. Right, I mean, so right. I'm just saying that those are the kinds, especially emperor, emperor penguins. penguins, right. You know, kneel before the emperor penguin who has no clothes <laughs> because he's a penguin. Um, the, so, but then, uh, then you have to say copy Select all, copy that, and then paste. Oh no, it no, into no! It works in every message. anywhere you can type. Oh, okay. So, so you voice dictation is. It, so you have to tell her to open the text message first. No, you just you just use. How it. do you tell so, her to reply? So, so basically, you're just using the iPhone like you would normally. But as soon as you mm-hmm. tap in a field where you where you and the keyboard comes up, you start talking. Oh, okay. Okay. And. Yeah. The only problem with this is, and, and, and or the only significant problem with this is, is it hears everybody at all times. So you like you'll you'll be using your phone. You like you know people are talking at the dinner table, and you tap accent. You know you tap in a text field, and all of a sudden it's typing everything that it hears. <laughs> you're like, Stop! Or your son leans over and yells diarrhea <laughs> while you're trying to dictate. Just, or is that just my no, son? Just... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 32. <laughs> Going on, he's not seven. Going on, going on seven, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, That's interesting. I'll try that. But mine is my use case is while I'm walking or I'm running and I want to respond to somebody's text message, and I'll I'll just say reply, and it's not bad, really. Well, it it does a pretty. And I do I do use it sometimes, um, but but that's part of my frustration is is that. You know, I, like you, I need to be, I need to be, you know, saying things and whatnot, but, and I don't know if this gets you or not, but I can't make mistakes. Uh, I like, I'm a little more comfortable I, I, with mistakes I, I, than like, you are. I, I need, like, if, if, if the word is wrong, I have to fix it. I can Like if you accidentally said it's, it typed Y-O-U-R and it was supposed to be Y-O-U apostrophe R-E, oh, it would be death as we know it. it. The it's is the real problem. <laughs> the wrong it's oh like okay why does mac os change it to the wrong one <laughs> have you noticed that yeah. i started making a list of things that it gets wrong it's like no <laughs> its was correct it is not it apostrophe s in that case you're wrong <laughs> yes so right so yeah so like you know as, as a professional author and writer and editor like i just I, I i can't send it i just can't do it so so that's yeah. why I, i'd like to be able to use the voice dictation which will edit i'm i'm just offended why won't the Siri dictation let you edit just just understand yeah. those commands like it's just a few more commands it's just change x to y capitalize y you know that kind of stuff it's really it's really not hard See, I think the key is that I can't actually see the way it's typed and spelled when I'm running. You can't see the screen. <laughs> I can only, yeah, I can only hear what it is, and I can tell if it said ammonia accidentally. That that's probably not what I want. And a lot of times I go, yeah, close enough. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not, I'm not as anal as you are on the uh, on the text message. Guilty as charged. I, I, I think I'm, I could live with it. <laughs> well, that's got to be a perfect place to stop. I believe we've deeply covered every single subject. <laughs> And we spelled everything correctly throughout the entire thing. 
Exactly. The only thing we didn't say was how cool was it having all women developers and several ethnicities? Yes. And and, and I, I I later learned that it was International Women's Day. And but yeah. you know, oh, that, yeah, that, it was the same thing. Like during the Slack, this is going on. I'm attempting to. I mean, I stopped. I'd stopped taking notes, but I got um, because I didn't actually need to write down what they were saying, um, which was basically just, "Wow, this M1 Ultra is so cool." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was sort of like I blinked for a moment. I was like, I actually asked, like, was there a guy when I blinked? Because if not, mm-hmm. that's all those women are developers, and that is so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was really, and you know, and uh, women of color, really and you know, obviously international people, you know, people from other countries and things like that. So yeah, kudos to Apple for that. Yeah, I was I was really really pleased with that. It I think it might have been even cooler if it hadn't been International Women's Day. I, uh, yeah, although I I mean I only learned that after. I'll take so. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and they, Apple has been doing a very good job. I mean, you know, they still have some other you know, frankly, older white guys introducing things, but. There is a level of those older white guys are like the people in charge of those particular products. So sure, um, sure, and and I, there will always be a place for older white guys. <laughs> I promise. I promise. There's room for all of us. <laughs> but uh, but other than that, yeah, doing do Apple just does a you know I, I will I won't say a better and better job, but they are they are continuing to do a very good job with uh, you know highlighting the diversity of their presenters, and they somehow managed to get people who can t- stick to script and just slam those specs home. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was that was that was a tight 57 minutes. <laughs> that was that was really really good. I enjoy. It. I like this format a lot better than the, you know, two and a half hours rambling get the developers up on stage nonsense. Right. And and plus you would always hear from the developers later like, yeah, we got like, a, you know, a week's notice from Apple and we had to, you know, spend pull all-nighters to get our code working and I was so stressed out about it and Oh, poor baby got all that publicity. Well, it, it, <laughs> that's what they say. And then, and then, like a year later, and now, like, and now Apple won't even return my phone calls. You know, it's oh, kind of the you know, oh. like, yeah, when you're golden, you're golden, but Apple is not your friend. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so yeah, it's uh, as I, 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 I do like this, and you know, in some ways, it's it's Apple dog fooding it. Like you have to know that they are they are using their own stuff in a really big way, um, and showing yeah. just what you can do with Apple products. So. Yeah, sure is fun. Well, Adam, thank you so much. Uh, in case there's anybody who doesn't know where to find tidbits, where would they find tidbits? They would find tidbits at tidbits.com. Wow. You know, I, I think this. I think these top-level domains are going to go somewhere. I mean, if you get if you get in early <laughs> so. and you get the .com, you're going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ticket, right? <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot for coming on the show, Adam. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad-supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCastaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSillaCastaways. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.